and welcome to Fucking Reality Queens. I'm Amelia. And I'm Sarah. And we have a special guest with us today. And that would be Leah. Say hi, Leah. Hello, everybody. Yeah, she's back with us. She's Say welcome back, Leah. Yes. Thank you for coming back. Um, yes. She Happy is to be here. Joining us because we are introducing a topic that is something that we feel needs to be pulled out of the shadows and thrown in the face of society. Agreed. And I will yes. just right now put this statement out here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, according to International Labor Organization, human trafficking. Yes, people, that's what we're talking about. Human trafficking is the second largest criminal activity in the world. It is a $150 billion a year industry. Is that not fucking insane? That's a lot of money. $150 million. Can't even talk. $150 billion every year yes Crazy. yes what what Insane. is your eyes what is your thoughts on it girls that rivals the pharmaceutical companies that's where my first thought is and they like run everything so yeah there you go there you go what are you thinking it's, to me it's the thing that everybody knows about and people don't talk about absolutely like it's there everybody knows it um but we don't talk about it and when we do talk about it we talk about the wrong things mm-hmm. yeah and people have a misconception of what human trafficking is. Yeah. Like right. they, they, it is really, uh, there's multiple misconceptions of it. You know, um, they think that it's either all girls mm -hmm. or that it's only adults or that it's only children. Mm -hmm. That That is mm -hmm. not the case. And that there are people that are, you know, just being snatched at a Walmart parking lot or whatever. And that's right. not yeah. necessarily. That's what you hear about either. everybody. You know, somebody followed me through Walmart. They were, they were shady. They were creepy. Yeah, that totally happens. But that's absolutely not where the majority of human trafficking victims come from. Right. You know, something I say often about things, and I feel like it really holds true here, is people have a tendency to not want to know about things because with knowledge comes responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when you know something, then, you know, inherently in your insides know that you should do something about it. So if you just pretend that it doesn't happen, then you don't have that sense of responsibility. And I think that that holds very true with the human trafficking. Yes. Right. Ignorance is bliss. Yes. Yes. So if we just close our eyes and pretend that, you know, since it hasn't affected us, we don't think, hasn't affected us then we can just ignore it mm -hmm. yep. yes absolutely there is you know people need to understand there is a multitude of different types of human trafficking that we have in this world you know we have the adult sex trafficking and labor we have children you know that are forced into commercial sex there is um Labor trafficking, which is actual people who their jobs is to recruit, to transport, mm -hmm. to um, force people into servitude. Mm -hmm. And they, they are themselves part of the human trafficking more than I mean, like some of them I've discovered are ones that started out as small children and have been in it for so long that it's almost like they graduated to a new level. Right, right, because right. what are they going to do? Right, that's how they are 
treated and that's how they were taught and that's how they are made to feel that they've been in this life for so long what else could they possibly be good for what else could what other skills could they possibly obtain mm-hmm. you know yeah. and one of the facts that i've come to know is that actually 82% of those that are even actually recovered return to that life because it's like prisoners that come out of prison you know when they're so used to that and they don't have um, love and teaching poured into them they don't know any other lifestyle that's scary for them you know and so they go back to that life of well at least i know what to do here at least i know um that i have worth in this area when that's not you know at all with their potential or their purposes that's so sad i have never thought about that industry or whatever you want to call it having a recidivism rate it never yeah. even occurred to me yeah. and that's a yeah. huge number huge number well and you know people also you know it's not just sex that is involved i mean like some of these human trafficking i mean these people are forced to work in restaurants i mean like they're working in everyday businesses and you don't know it you go Mm. into places you can go to these like hole in the wall little restaurants and stuff and you don't realize that potentially some of the people back working in the kitchen are people that are part of a human trafficking they're brought there they're forced to work and then they're taken back and they are locked up in rooms for the night or whatever as soon as their job's done you very know. much like a prisoner are they forced to work to get money for the organizations or they're yes, forced to work yes. to find they, more people they, to bring in they all of the above that is the mm. crazy thing with this a lot of it um some of it is just making money for the organization is like basically they've earned their keep they they find people mm-hmm. that are like um extremely um economically impoverished um yeah. all different kinds of other scenarios you know and they take them and these people are just like so brainwashed that they think oh well at least i have a roof over my even if i'm locked in that room right you know i've i get to eat a little bit of scraps of food that are off the plates that come back into the kitchen i mean there's shit like that that happens Mm. to these people yeah that's wild we just don't think we just don't think about that i mean we just don't think about that as we're going through our daily lives and It makes me, it upsets me because like some of the, like some really good Mexican food I've gone and had, I've been at like little hole in the wall kind of like restaurants that were like created Mm -hmm. in an old gas station, you know, that they've like converted. Mm -hmm. And here I am sitting in the front part enjoying my meal. And, you know, there could be somebody who is back Mm -hmm. there working the pits. Exactly. Are not there by their choice. Right. And we don't know Mm -hmm. it. And, they have and no the, idea. The saddest thing about this is it is not the little scumbag of the earth who is like running this and doing this. These are doctors. These are mm-hmm. lawyers. There are people of high position with lots of money. I was going to say mm-hmm. that it makes sense because they have the money to do it. Right. They have the money to do so, it. So one of the things that, um, you know, this has been on my radar for probably a year now, like really um, hardcore on my radar because of a documentary that I watched. Um, what was yeah, a what, documentary what, movie? What is the name of it? If you want to throw it out there. I mean, I've watched it, it but if you want to say yeah, it so that people can um, watch Operation. This? Yeah, it's Operation. I think it's pronounced Toussaint. Yeah. Toussaint. Yeah. Um, and, you know, anybody that's done a little research will 
will learn about Tim Ballard and the work that he does in other countries and the work that he does here now, but just the astounding um, way that the people in these organizations openly talk about the things that they do and how proud they are of the things that they do um, to young, young, young girls and boys. That was the most shocking Um, part to me too. It was just so heart-wrenching and disgusting. I mean, it makes you want to like just vomit. It's so vile. Um, I cried. Yeah, I did too. And how corrupt corrupt the system is. Like some of them getting arrested and then being let out because they paid. Because somebody in the jail, yeah, was part of the organization. Mm They've been paid off. And And let's be honest, that happens here. That particular, you know, that particular sting operation or whatever took place in another country. But we all know that there are definitely places where you could send somebody to prison here in America and they just get right back out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. And yeah, so it's just, what do we do? You know, and so for, yeah. And so for us, I think we all were in agreement, you know, that this has to be something that we speak up about um, and just say it's it's the thing that nobody talks about and yes. everybody knows about, but we have to talk about it. We have to have the uncomfortable conversations. Yes. And it starts with, um, it starts with other moms, it starts with other dads, it starts with our kids. You know, I am extremely truthful with my children about we're going to be safe, Um at Walmart, of course, and places like that. But we're going to be safe when we go to someone else's house, a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, you don't if know something who. happens and their mom's not there or right. their dad's not there and you're alone with one parent. Could be either one now. You just never know. Um, that stigma of, you know, it's the dad or whatever right. is gone because so it gone. just as easily as the mom now. Well, speaking um, of that. The older I- brother, the older sister, you know, like if you, I don't care what it is, you get the heebie-jeebies and you, you I'm coming to get you right then. Right. Yeah. Well, you, um, you know, you, you nailed it right there. So like I was looking at some of the resources and the information and the statistics, you know, to the best of the ability. I mean, like you can't right. nail down 100% on the statistics, but you know, it is most common percentage of human trafficking actually comes from family and yes. the, the 60.29% of the time it is the biological mother that yeah. sells the child mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. trafficking. Then it drops down to the the stepdad or boyfriend of the mom to 39.71%. And then bio dad is only at like 33.82%. But so the dads mothers, are getting a bad rap. The dads are getting right. bad reps. A bad rap. A lot that... of the moms are the ones doing it. But let's think about this. The moms are the ones, statistically speaking, that are single, trying to raise all their kids, Mm -hmm. probably don't get a lot of support monetarily. Um, You know, we hear about all those things. They sell them for drug money. They sell them for food money. They sell them for, you know, money, groceries, whatever. Um, And I think one of the reasons we see such a, a high rate of moms doing that is because they're the ones that are doing it all, you know, a lot of the right. time by themselves. Yeah. True. And like I think there has to be a correlation there. Yeah. yeah. So like right here, I have a written down. It's like domestic servitude um, pertaining to economic. Um, the victims, you know, like profile is between 
ages 14 to 17 is 72% of the human trafficking. Um, ages 10 to 13 is 20%. 6 to 9 is 6%. And 1 to 5 is the 1.4. And infant is, of course, 0. 0.1. Right. Um, but the risk factors, it's like 88.7% of the time is acute poverty. 86.8% of the time, it is substance used or addiction in the family. 86.7% is um, suggested evidence of neglects or um, absentee of somebody, you know, being at home. And mm -hmm. then 83.9% is um, suggested evidence of verbal or emotional or spiritual you know, so, I mean, these are, these are numbers. These are, you know, that, that to the best of their abilities, you know, cause you right. can't get like 100% on this, but right. that is so sad. These are, these are the risk factors. These are the things that end up causing like, you're, you're right. The addiction, the, the poverty, these, you know, not excuse. It, it just is horrible. It's horrible that our society is even at that point where these parents are doing this like, right where they feel the need we're right. so poor that yeah, we because have to as sell a, a single child. mom yeah as a single mom who myself is you know teetering on <laughs> homelessness and brokenness every week it's like are you kidding me i'd die i'd absolutely die before i i See, did that to sad, one of my children it, or let that happen right it's sad to hear that from you because you're an educator and the fact that our, our country, our own teachers are so mm -hmm. impoverished themselves that they teeter on that. Right. It just breaks right. my heart. And yeah, they shouldn't. You, you know, we were talking to. about, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go oh, I was going to say we were talking about um, law enforcement and I feel like this is kind of a, a, that was a good time or this is a good time um, to bring up something that we've had happen um, within my own household. So my husband would, uh, every once in a while, he would get these random messages um, from a number out of Washington, D.C., and it would be a photo of a small child, about three years old, maybe four or five years old, and the message would be very cryptic. It would say things like, this is little Maddie. She likes ice cream in a dish or ice in a dish. She likes buses. We live in a rural area where there's lots of buses. She has friends in the neighborhood two to 11 years old. Like they were weird what? as fuck. Yes. Yes. She yes. screenshot them and sent them to me. They've screenshot them and said, look at what we're getting. It's yeah. crazy. So of course not it felt cool. not felt, it felt not cool. Not mm. at all. We took it to the local police in the city that we lived in. We took it to the local police of the larger Metro area of the city that we lived in that covers a big, big area. Um, it's an area where uh, you would expect to see this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we took it to our local government when we moved and every one of them said, oh yeah, that looks like some bad shit going on. And not one detective, not one officer, not one, anyone looked at it any further. Yeah. No, not at all. They turned us away. They were like, yep, looks like some fucked up shit. Looks like somebody probably trying to sell some kids. I, I am not exaggerating. I am not kidding. These are the words of the detectives over and over again. It was basically the same story over and over again. Yep. Sure. Sure does. Yep. Looks like somebody trying to sell some kids, man. That sucks. Yeah. That's crazy. Didn't take the phone number. Didn't take our name. Didn't take photos of it. I mean, nothing, nothing. 
And my husband tracked down the phone number and it was, it was, it was registered to a real estate agent in Washington, DC. Mm. Nobody did anything about it. So our own law enforcement, our own government, the ones that are supposed to be protecting these people right in front of their faces and they do nothing. They did nothing. That is not okay. Not okay. It's really not Not okay. That's the whole point of why. Because um, we hear like they, um, like all the time you hear about like the people who, oh, my daughter is getting these messages, you know, and so they take they take it to the officers and they totally are like, oh, yeah, we're going to go after those people, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is great. They should absolutely go after those people when somebody they know is, you know, grooming them basically and trying to get them right attracted to that lifestyle or ready for the things they're, they shouldn't be ready for. But I mean, those kids were little, like what? Yeah, little. I they were little. Yeah. And yeah, it, I can't. Do you remember the um, case of, uh, oh, what was her name? Like Madeline McCain, I think was her name. The little girl whose parents left her in the in the hotel and they went back for her and she was missing. Yes. And yes. these little girls resemble that little girl. I mean, she would be much mm-hmm. older now, but that same look, that same look, like it could have been the same kid. Wasn't, but could have been that same look. Yeah. yeah. I think this is one of those things that, um, I mean, you guys know me better than obviously people listening know me, but, you know, in this big scheme of things, I think this is something that has happened for so long that people just didn't know about because of the internet and the ability for people to share information instantly. Right. You know, in the 80s, at five years old, um, you know, I had a teenage female babysitter that did inappropriate things with me and, and expected me to do inappropriate things. And I was extremely lucky that I had a parent, mm-hmm. two parents that listened to me, you know, took me seriously and right. took care of that. But to think, you know, that was early 80s um, and that was happening in a normal, you know, suburban neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. nobody did and anything about it. I mean, so much yeah. of it was going on and moms would know, dads would know, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, and they would just maybe have a talk with the adult that was doing the, the yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the molesting. I, I and mean, then I that was it. I remember that. I remember, Here, you know, the, the parents Leah, came over. I want you to, yeah. so, you know, we're, we're doing this interview remotely. You know, oh, yeah. you're at home. I'm, I'm going to hold up to the screen. See, these are the pictures that she was getting. No, mm-hmm. it, yeah. just, it just boils my blood, right? It, yeah, this is why, this is why, I, this is not going to be a one-time Mm-mm. episode. No. This is going to be a continue yeah. episode, and it's going to, um, today's just like our introduction to it. it we're, right. we're announcing to the world that fucking reality queens is standing against human trafficking and we are going to be shining a light on it and i am hoping that people will continue to listen to us and i hope people will share this you know if anything else share these episodes i I don't care i i I don't care this is so important this is so important if we can save one child's life Two oh, children's life. I mean, like, it is so important to me. Makes it all worth it. It makes it worth it. We're, yeah. We are going to be doing, during these episodes, we're going to try to continue to research and find more resources for help. 
mm-hmm. um, for people to, you know, be able to get help, um, to get the word out there for different foundations that people will go out and donate their time, donate mm-hmm. your, you know, s- stuff that they need, um, donate money, uh, you know, do your part, do yep. your part. And, right, you know, and um, there's there's a part for for everybody, even if you don't think there is. Um, right. You know, if you have a business, it's donating time, it's donating mm-hmm. things for raffles and experiences. And there's yes. in every, you know, we happen to be, I wouldn't say extremely lucky because nobody's lucky in this situation. Right. But the the victims and the people recovered from human trafficking have organizations out there that that are offering hope and respite and you know we have a organization that we're excited to be able to help that's how i'll say it we're excited to be able to help an organization called the demand project yep um they have a facility that's the largest facility in the united states that they actually have a program you know they help the girls not go back to that lifestyle they're trying to bring that 82 percent number down so that those girls it's a it's a girl's home that they have right now because in a situation like that you certainly want to make sure that they're protected from the opposite sex and vice versa if there was ever a home for boys or males i'm I'm hoping i'm hoping i'm hoping that we can um do everything we can to to help get one opened for the males yeah Um, i really would like to see that and find some good honest men that can help with that part of the project i mean we're definitely partnering up with the demand project um and i know i'm volunteering my time right yeah. And yeah. there's just there's so many things resources. that you can do. Yes. Yes. And we're hoping to have that's some what they guests. do. They help them graduate. They help them, you know, get schooling and graduate. They help teach them life skills and hygiene skills and they help teach them hobbies and ways to um, deal with the things that they have to process and get them counseling and um, just, you know, teach them how to be able to go back into society and right. advocate for themselves make sure that they don't go back into that lifestyle make sure that they know um you know how to how to learn to trust people and who who can you trust and how do you figure that out and i mean i can't even imagine you know i have trust issues obviously um right. and it's nothing even close to what any of those girls have been through yeah i'd like to find this be something a lot of people become passionate about. I mean, like a lot of right. people are passionate about saving animals, everything else. Oh, sure. You know, I want to see people start getting ramped up and get passionate about this. Like, yeah, saving like, people. Saving people. <laughs> right. Save saving your people. animals and save your people. Like, right. can we compare, right. can, we, can, can we pair them up? I mean, like, right. for every right. Mi- minute of time that you donate your time to the different animal foundations, I want mm-hmm. you to donate equally to this well let's just pair let's actually pair it up because you know people use um animals to support animals let's i think that'd be rehome great. some of these animals to the people that have come out and give yeah. them a friend give them a you friend know? i think yeah. that would be great pairing animals with with these survivors right yeah yeah because because they are we want them to be survivors we don't yes. want them to continue to be victims right this is awful and stuff so i know we will definitely be posting some resources on Mm -hmm. our webpage 
Yep, I've been um, compiling a list. And I plan on spamming the hell out of Facebook with resources, mm-hmm. spamming Twitter. I'm even going to do some TikToks with it. I mean, I plan on spam, spam, spamming. Y'all are going to get sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Well, you no, know, no. when we started this podcast, you know, we were fucking reality queens because we covered reality TV shows. Once we realized, wait a minute, we have a worldwide platform that we can do something with reality is changed a little bit. Right. And it's more, you know, we want to put the reality. Yes, exactly. The reality of what's going on in the world. We want to help put that out there. Whether it's actually, you know, because we were recently talking about this, like how it goes hand in hand with one of the reality shows that you guys have talked about, which mm-hmm. is the, um, what is it? The MILF show or yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. MILF because Manor. we've yes. talked about, you know, um, gross, <laughs> right. The gross it's just, it's just acceptable pedophilia. Like mm-hmm. they are, yeah, they're like, making it acceptable. They're just desensitizing us to right. absolutely everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everything. You know, when which I was is one of the things that, um, you know, in that, I'm not going to give away the whole documentary, but one of the things that clicked for me when the guy in the documentary said it, because you think, like, how do you, are, like, gross, like, how are you get to the point where you think it's acceptable mm-hmm. to do things to little, little, little kids, kids. Uh, teenagers, gross, still, right. but when you start talking about little kids, like, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. And to hear him explain, you know. Well, it started with the Playboys, you know, under the bed when they were teenagers. And then um, it's like when you do drugs or, uh, you know, drink alcohol and then eventually you are immune to so much and you have to go even further and even deeper. And when he was explaining it, it just kind of clicked that it's taken our society decades to get to this point. But it Mm -hmm. all started with inappropriate things that we exposed our young men to, you know, at a young age. Right, right. Well, there are definitely people out there too that have, um, I want to say are are predisposed um, to like addictions and things like that, that uh, yeah, it, this one thing just snowballed. I I can't say that that way for everybody necessarily, like, you know, just because you start eating candy doesn't mean that you're just going to always eat candy. But um definitely there is a huge number of the population. And I think that number is growing all the time of people right. that are unable to um, have any kind of self-control. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. It, it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm like over here, just like my head is just spinning with, with it does with all of it and the thoughts and, you know, I'm just happy- why we're going to have to do this over time because yeah. it is so deep. It and is so deep it's going to be very emotional as we continue to trek down this mm-hmm. road and yep. we continue to dig deeper and dive deeper and, and connect with different organizations. And, um, I, I know right now I'm feeling a moment of gratitude for the yes. fact that my family loved me enough right. to protect me. Right. And, um, that I have been fortunate enough to live the life that I have. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me want to hug my children even tighter and protect know, them right? even more. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And it also, though, on the same hand, it makes you want to look side eye at every child that's out in the public and be like, 
Are you, are you okay? Re- are you okay? Are you really <laughs> with your parent or is, uh-huh. is that really your parent? <laughs> you yep. know? But no, it's true. I, there have definitely been times I've been, you know, in a store or wherever and seen situations and gone, um, that didn't That's feel right. I think I told you the other exactly. day we were at, um, uh, a Sam's club and there was a van with no windows and it was a very normal looking lady that was pumping her gas. But the way she looked at me looking at her and then got in her vehicle and drove off, it, it felt like something shady. And that was where my first thought was, was, Oh my gosh, are there a bunch of kids in the back of that van? Yeah. Like, are there people in that van against their will? It was out right. of state tags. It was just weird. Like the whole thing was weird. And yeah, I do. I look at everybody like, what what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing yeah exactly something Did you- and honestly oh, as sorry. we talked the other day i was so shocked to find out i really because of our like highway system mm-hmm. are you our... gonna say that you're shocked that it's not actually the well, highway I was just well yeah i was just shocked to find out like the states that were higher and lower oh, yeah. than where i expected them mm-hmm. to fall right um and like things that we talked about like big attractions within a state being something we felt could could um contribute to that yeah well here's fact, something um, not to interrupt you but like it's, it's one of those things if i don't say it it's going to leave my brain you know that yeah, sometimes there's like, like the word we were trying to think of earlier. yes like every day um <laughs> I, yes right. oh my gosh yes so for real they said that um um one of those other misconception things is that everybody thinks like it would mainly be through some of these states because of the highways. Right. It's not that actually a lot of human trafficking happens within a state and does not leave the state. So people are taken within their own state and don't even get taken out of their state. They are being trafficked in their own state, not even being taken over a border, not even across the state line. That was actually a statistic that I had written down um, was that the buyers keep the person local it was like 65% yeah. Of, yeah, of that, that you know, state local. And that was that fascinates me. me, but that shocks me that. Yeah, it was shocking to me too. Something else. I would assume that they would take them and like get as far away. Get as far possible. away. Exactly. That's what I thought too. Sometimes that was a shocking that was number the to me. the best thing is to hide something right under a person's or your nose. nose. But then you think about the fact that so many of them are families and so many of them are like, these kids are living at home. Like, that's what we are not thinking about when we think about these numbers. These kids are living at home. There, you know, recently there was a story about um, a girl escaping and and saying that she had been kept in the closet for years and she hadn't seen her brother in years. I was going to say, I bet you. Turned out. Yeah. I bet they you he's not dead. Him. I bet you he's not. No. They have not found the body. They didn't? After, no. Well, they said they burned him after that they, and dumped yep. him like in the sewer. I, they didn't. No, she just said that that's what she heard her mother and them say. And mm. I would lay money on it that that child is probably still a lot. Well, I wouldn't lay money on him because I have money. But right. I would not rule this out that that child isn't still alive and that that child has not been sold off into human trafficking. I think it's a cover up in a sense, because you cannot tell me that child was last seen in 2021 and he's 11 years old. Where? Nope. You cannot tell me that it's too sketchy, too shady. Um, I think that the kid was sold. 
I think What's, the kid was sold, yeah. and I the little girl was supposedly being sexually abused. So I bet you that you know. What's the backstory to this? Because I'm not familiar with what you guys are talking it's on about. The, it's it's on um, a news. It's a news thing that's going on in your hometown, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. It's all over the news. In Leah's there. town. Okay. Yeah, in okay. Leah's town. Yeah, Leah's still there. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's um, she. I don't. You know, and I've it's seen just it in like, the you know, yeah, they she was in the closet. She was having to pee and poop in the closet. You know, they oh shared the for food. Um, and this know, was and happening her brother, in Oklahoma? And the mom told, yes, yeah, Tulsa. the mom told her that he died of a seizure, but then they told law enforcement officers. They buried him in the backyard, but then they got <sighs> scared that somebody would find him. So they burned him and dumped him in the sewer or something. Like, it's just like everything. stories oh my gosh. changing. And I, that's why I think the child is not deceased. I think wow. it's been sold. Wow. It's likely. Yeah. It's and very so likely. So it's like, you know, these kids are at home. Um, because if you are, if you're a parent that's using your child to make money, you're not going to send them <clears> away. Right, you like right. you know you're gonna have access to them. You you can't tell me that you don't like, want your fountain to stop like right. giving. You know, right? Yep. My cons I'm having my conspiracy theory moment because this is my conspiracy mm. well, theory you know with me. this because it's made national news and so when it came across the ticker, I started doing research, of course, because I'm gonna look into anything that's from anywhere that I've lived at some point in time. Right. Yep. Um, I started looking into it and there's just so many inconsistencies going on with it. And my thoughts are is so mom and boyfriend, because it's not dad, mm -hmm. boyfriend, mm -hmm. you know, the daughter was being sexually abused. What I would almost think is that mm -hmm. brother probably fought back from sister being sexually assaulted. Maybe continuously. because he got bigger. And one of two things, they did actually end up killing him or he was sold off because no. why not make money off of it? Because I think she's was being made money being made off of her. This is awful. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm gonna have to look this up now. Yep. Yeah. Every time no. they show that, that little sweet little boy's face, the last picture taken of him in his school uniform. Last time he was, no. last time he was seen was yeah. before the, the pandemic. And as a teacher, uh, yeah. Last day uh, of school before it was going to fuck me up. Think about those are the things that haunt you as a teacher. You know, when a kid um, doesn't come back from something or you don't see them again, or, you know, I've had situations some years where uh, maybe a child gets sent home with a note. They had a struggle today or, you know, they had a problem today or whatever. And then they come back with, bruises or they don't come back the next day but they come back a few days later you know so you learn really quickly like who not not okay, to, tell. Not to rat on. Yeah. you're not in trouble ever again like I don't care what you do in class you're not in trouble right yet. you're fine and then <laughs> it's fine right because as soon as you have something solid as soon as you have a um a thought of this is happening to this child as a teacher you're told you know you're um What's the word I'm looking for? You have to tell. Like you, right. you're a person that has to tell. Whatever yeah. that word is that I can't think of right now. Right. Right. Um, We're having word issues. But it's literally like the first time you suspect. Like you can't play around. You know, right. it's, it's there's no there's no like 
this is acceptable and this is not acceptable. And there's a jump between it. It's like, none of it's acceptable and you have to say something. Right. And at this point, everybody is a, you have to tell person. I don't care if you're a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or all the things they've always said or people that have to tell. I don't care if your neighbor gets mad at you. Who gives a shit if your neighbor gets mad at you? If you're protecting a child and if you're Mm -hmm. wrong, you're wrong. And your neighbor hates you. Big deal. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't care what anybody thinks. No, I don't. This snitch will get some stitches. (laughs) I was going to say, when it comes to children, I mean, you know, I have been in a position in the past where I had some friends who, close friends, who were, um, what's the word? I'm going to use the word ignorant because I don't really have a better word at the moment for it um, as parents. And the mom was malnourishing one of the children um, really <gasps> unbeknownst to her. You know what I'm talking, talking about. about. I remember the story. This is heartbreaking. And they had come to my house and were concerned about the baby because it was very small. And so I said, you know what? You, you might need I to take. There. Yeah, you were there. And, and we both actually. Um, told her you might want to take the baby to the hospital just to make sure that everything's okay. Cause it was, it was still a very, you know, new baby. And I want to make sure they didn't have any um, light digestion problems Weren't or whatever. They living in the back of that pickup truck. But the uh, not at the time they had a home. They had a home at this Did time. They? Uh, for some mm-hmm. reason, I thought they were already in the back of that pickup truck. No, it, it digressed to that eventually. Okay. But at this point they did have a home and So they took the baby to the hospital and come to find out the child um, was suffering from failure to thrive because they found out that the mom had been cutting the formula in half and giving the baby just water. Basically, the baby was just living on water Um, because they were very poor and she did not realize that you can't do that. Like, you know, the baby needs all the nutrients it can get. And so they kept the child um, for a while until they started to get him, you know, plumped up or whatever, and ready to go home. Well, about the time that they were ready to release him, um, I found out that the home had no utilities. Every All the utilities mm-hmm. had been shut off. And I could not let them take that baby home to right, where there was right. a place where there was no water, there was no power, there was no heat, there was no nothing. Right. And I actually called and made an anonymous, you know, phone call to the hospital and, and let them know this child cannot go home yet. They, right. you know, they cannot go home. And those are things like, let's get them help. Yes, you know, that she, was she it. She had the potential to be a wonderful mother. If and she, she did had, end up turning into being a, a good mom later on. Yeah. She had a lot more kids. And by the time it was all said and done, she got it figured out. But yeah. not in the beginning. Not in the beginning. Yeah. It, I've because never we're seen... taught that we should be ashamed and we shouldn't ask for help. And we shouldn't say to somebody, I don't have utilities. I need right. help. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Because we're just a, a society built on shame and yes. keeping up with everybody else. And you know what? I'm the first person to be like, I need help. Like, I can't do it. We were not meant right. to do it on our own. We mm-hmm. were meant to be in, uh, you know, villages and communities. Right. We were- and oh, that's a whole that's thing. what we need <laughs> to bring back. You know, we need to thing. bring it back. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. We do. It's this idea of working for boxes. someone else and making money for someone else and well, just don't get me started. It's a whole nother, yeah. whole nother topic, Same. whole nother, whole nother segment, whole number, everything. Um, but that, that actually brings me to something else that I want to, to just touch base on really quick. We have lists and lists and lists of resources, but a lot of times when you go and you call these people and you're like, I need help, 
you get the door it's shut in your so face. It's so hard. It's so we don't hard. Have, we don't have the We don't resources. have any more money. We don't we have don't any have more any money. With, we don't have yeah, this. We don't, we have, don't have that. And, don't or you place. have to prove right. so much documentation. You have to prove so much. There's so many. Yeah. If they have it, if they have the funding, then the hoops that you have to go through to do it are like so daunting that you're already like in a place of desperation. And now you've got to do all this other shit just to get help or they don't have the help. That's a whole nother soapbox. Yeah, and by the time it's taken care of, everything's been shut off. Everything's been done. Or you potentially came home to a note on your door that you've been evicted. And this is what leads to some of these people selling their children into human trafficking. That's it. That was the direction I was headed, 100%. Yeah completely it, it just and it's hard as a mom to not be like i mean i said it earlier you know I'd, i would lay down and die like i would starve myself anytime funds are low you know my kids eat like yeah, that's right. not you know oh yeah my children will always it's, eat before yeah before me and to, yep. to know that some of these cases did start out as desperation um yeah. you know People will do things, they and never it's a life do in a state of they probably sold. They probably sold themselves first. You know, they probably. I'm okay with that. I'll do it. I'll, I'll get on the street, or I'll get in the bed, or mm-hmm. get in the car, or whatever. And then, the line it took them to get to their kids, like right. There's yep. just so many stories out there. Generational, like you know, um, chi- child brides. Um, that's oh. still legal, by the way, and. A ton of states that um, shocked the shit. It's like forty three states. It's all. It's almost yeah. all of them. Like yeah. what? 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 Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and that's generational stuff. You know, you don't just start out one day being like, "I think I'm going to let my kid get married when they're 14. Right? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. That's not okay. Not okay. You know? Yeah. Um, not okay. Not okay. Yeah. So it's, it's just all the different. Um, I'm, as a teacher, I kind of think about like a learning web. That's how we start a lot of things. So our our inside of our web is human trafficking, but all the branches that our web will branch out to because mm-hmm. we dig further and deeper is just one of the many reasons why we need to have this conversation and, and make it a long going series to get yeah. all. It's the, going the to be this. Little... I swear to you, as long as. Sarah and I are continuing to put episodes out here into the universe. We will continue to advocate and we will continue to shine big old beams of light on this topic. And I'm not going to stop. And I'm not going to say I'm excited to be a part of it because that's not, we were talking earlier about, you know, no. when um, when 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 it's we, not exciting uh, yeah. to find a connection but no. at the same time it's well that's it's, i'm honored i'm honored to be able to stand up for people and tell their story and let them onto a place to tell their story you know well that's like when um you had sent me because we are going to have some guests on some of which have been past victims we are going to have some guests in different you know from different foundations etc um i uh do know this much hold on okay. uh, i can't see that i can't read it no. I, was trying, I was trying to make it where you could see it without having the, 
Without okay, having to interrupt. So, anyway, yeah, no, she's trying not to interrupt. We're so we can see each other through a Zoom and stuff. But anyway, when you were sending me some information, Leah, about um, someone who is more than happy to come on our show, um, yeah, I what was my response? Awesome, but not awesome but not. <laughs> because right, yeah, it's like, not right. an awesome situation that this. And person I said that in. to to one of the ladies that I was talking to. I said, I'm honored to you know connect with you but i'm not um like i'm sorry for under the circumstances that we're having to connect you know yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah you don't want to you don't want to connect under those circumstances but we're glad we have the you know ability to help the platform yeah yeah Yeah. oh (sighs) yeah i know i know it's it's a, a tough conversation and I'm glad we're starting. It is. It. It's yeah. heavy, um, but it needs to happen more often. Definitely. Well, um, I think that we're probably going to go ahead and um, wrap this one up for tonight because, you know, like I said, this is our just our hello world. Right here, <laughs> yeah. we're going to be talking about we're this. We're going to be lot. talking about this a lot, and you're going to be hearing from us. And um, we are going to get some information on our sites, and um, we're getting this out there. And um, Leah, I would love it if you continue to join us for each and every one of these. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Want, as little as you want. I want yeah. you to be a part of the team. Team. Yep human trafficking you know yeah elimination awareness. yeah elimination exactly not just awareness but elimination i love that yeah, yeah. i love that yeah because there there is there is so much to discuss and it, we could do this once a week every week and still not scratch the surface for yeah a year. absolutely you know yeah. oh i'm looking I'm, and I'm america look- is the largest producer of it i mean you know it's not yeah. it's not a we don't need to worry about this because it's an other country thing it's a, a, a it's an absolutely america thing like yeah. yep it is it is i was shocked when they uh in the documentary just to put it out there again it's operation i think to saint t-o-u-s-s-a-i-n-t it's on uh, amazon prime yeah. I encourage everyone to look at it um, but one of the statistics they threw out there was that there's two million children in human trafficking in some way that is a huge fucking number that's That's not like you know that's not a hundred thousand that's not two hundred thousand that's not one million that's two million kids that's a lot of kids we've got to make a difference that it's out of control we've got to make a difference we have to make a difference so i'm i'm vowing right now whether this continues in my right. life or not, whether I am continuing to be a voice across the airwaves, right? I'm vowing that I will yeah. be a constant force, right? In some form or fashion. Yep, yep. I I, I'm I going to do something. Yep. Yeah. Until so, the yeah. day I die. I knew that it was a problem. Um, I didn't know how big of a problem it was. Like it was something that I thought, gosh. I should do something about that. You know, I should, I should say something. I should do something rather than just looking at people in the store and feeling like, you know, I can tell that officer over there. I don't trust that lady. Right. <laughs> you keep an eye on her, please. Cause she makes me feel weird with the kid that she's with. Um, beyond that, 
you know, and then to find out the statistics that we're finding out, the numbers that we're finding out that just how prevalent this is in all the different ways. There's no way, there's no way. I mean, I've got the knowledge now. I, I have to take the responsibility. I have to. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's, that's exactly what we need to do. All right, everybody. I think we're going to wrap this up. I'd like to thank you all for being here with me and staying with staying with and And thank you leah for you know for coming and yeah helping helping shine the light absolutely as long as as long as there's a need i will i will be a voice sounds great thank you thank you all right well i'm gonna say good evening to everyone and or good afternoon or good morning whatever time you're listening you're listening (laughs) um i hope you have a wonderful day wonderful evening get a good night's Mm -hmm. rest if you can because i'm sure this will be on your mind unless it is on mine don't let it ruin your weekend but let it enlighten your weekend yes yeah so all right well i'm gonna let you ramble your stuff bye everyone you can follow us on all social media we are f-u-k-i-n-g reality queens on facebook because well fuck facebook on twitter and snapchat we are f-r-q amelia underscore sarah and on instagram and tiktok we are at fucking reality queens you can send us an email at podcast at fuckingrealityqueens.com or visit us on our website, www.fuckingrealityqueens.com. Please leave us a comment or question on our Contact Us page. We absolutely love receiving those. And as usual, Fucking Reality Queens is a Whaley production. Bye.